Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The truth is the most convincing story that maps onto reality, and that's why the central narrative is falling apart. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. must see the central narrative for the fiction that it is. While elections are sometimes messy, this was a secure election. The founders began the fight for human liberty and self-governance, and it's up to us to finish the job. I tell you what, we are in a truth emergency right now. This is the end game. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. This will not be a normal episode of the podcast. This will be an audible essay. Part five of a story about reality. You can find the series featured on my Substack. I'm your moderator.substack.com. It was written in March of 2022 after the launch of Truth Social, Donald Trump's social media platform, and the appearance of the at Q account on Truth Social. This is a story about reality, part five. Where did you go? It was just getting good. The media helped create this hatred and oppression, and they got paid to do it. Those journalists who preferred having a blue check mark to telling the truth gleefully set about morally and intellectually justifying a movement designed to create bigotry on behalf of the most powerful people in the world and their agenda. These journalists do not understand in the days ahead, people will not look fondly on those who lied to them for profit and acclaim. 
They are still churning out new versions of their one QAnon article every time they want to make an idea dangerous to people who find ideas dangerous. They show no signs of stopping, despite the fact that Q stopped posting on December 8th, 2020. Q disappeared, and yet QAnon is everywhere. And the article contains screenshots with examples of Q-related headlines just from March 2022. ABC News. Russia's baseless claims about secret American biological warfare labs in Ukraine are taking root in the U.S. too, uniting COVID-19 conspiracy theorists, QAnon adherents, and some supporters of ex-president Donald Trump. And of course, those biolabs proved to be true. Additional examples show more of the QAnon connection to so-called conspiracy theories about Russia and Ukraine. CNN calls the Ukrainian biolab theory a false conspiracy theory. Has CNN accepted there are true conspiracy theories? As for the conspiracy theory itself, that researchers in Ukraine were working on weaponizing, quote, high threat pathogens in U.S. funded labs near the Russia border. Most of the key elements of the theory are already proven true by the denier's own admission. Russia and QAnons do not conveniently share the same, quote, false conspiracy theory. Brazil, India and China also formally called for investigations before the U.N. Security Council. Are they QAnons or Russian propagandists? It's getting hard to tell. How do distinct parties with different and often conflicting priorities all agree to believe the same, quote, false conspiracy theories without any coordination? It hardly seems possible. On the other hand, the media and tech companies in America and globally are owned by people who are publicly known and proudly acknowledged to be coordinating on projects to change the world in every way they can imagine. The Trusted News Initiative is one of these, and the World Economic Forum is another. It's not a conspiracy theory that these organizations work in partnership toward a common messaging goal. It's one of the primary reasons they exist. If there was a coordinated effort to present a false narrative to the world, would it be more likely among distinct groups with different priorities or the organizations that coordinate what they do to achieve common goals? The answer is obvious, but the media exists to convince us the opposite is true. Their goal is to convince everyone that the coordinated lies are not only true, but better for us. The only truth we can extract from the propaganda is that the propagandists are honestly telling us what they want us to believe. From this, we can know what the coordinated organizations don't want us to believe. Propaganda campaigns don't only reward belief in the right things, they punish belief in the wrong things. 
They stigmatize everything that challenges the propaganda and they impose social, economic and interpersonal costs on the failure to comply with the new boundaries. There is nothing the media has stigmatized more than the mythical QAnon. And there is a reason for that. There is a reason they've continued and even broadened that stigmatization in the 14 months since Q disappeared with no promise of a return. Calling things QAnon has become its own stigmatization as it deters people who spent years thinking QAnon is crazy from considering any idea deemed QAnon by the same people who lie constantly about everything in the media. In light of this obsession, one would think that the return of Q would be a massive story. QAnon goes further down the rabbit hole, thinking Savior has returned. Isn't that what they would tell us? Q may well have returned on the social media app that President Donald Trump spearheaded, but the media has remained silent for weeks now. Has Q returned? It's a good question. An account appeared on Truth Social with the handle at Q, with a lowercase Q. On February 19th, 2022, prior to the creation of the accounts of President Donald Trump and Truth Social CEO Devin Nunes, a day later, attached is a screenshot of the at Q profile showing the inception of the account on February 9th, 2022. And in the profile, it says just a Q minding his peas not the cue you want me to be. Is there some way this could have been a mistake? Did some random hacker attempting to psyop Trump supporters rush through the gates and secure their account before the president of the United States, who in some way owns the platform and the CEO of Truth Social secured theirs? There's no reason to believe this or even think it possible. This was the first post by at Q and there is a screenshot of the Q post. It is a drawing of a nuclear reactor with some smoke coming out from the top below it. It says Chernobyl 2026 and beneath that the Olympic rings upon witnessing it. You will immediately recognize how dangerous it is. The Olympics 2026 Chernobyl. What does it all mean? If you don't immediately understand, it's because it's too crazy and conspiratorial for anyone to understand, isn't it? Those nutty QAnons. This post came two weeks before Chernobyl was captured by Vladimir Putin, who is now himself a filthy QAnon. But that's probably a coincidence, unrelated. On February 23rd, Devin Nunes himself essentially announced at Q's presence on Truth Social with this post. And the Devin Nunes post simply says, who is Q? Cryptic, isn't it? Before joining Truth Social, Devin Nunes was a Republican congressman and chair of the House Intelligence Committee. With Cash Patel and others, he brought the truth of the Russian collusion hoax to the American public. 
His post immediately caught the attention of the small community who had early access to Truth Social and spread to other platforms. Was the CEO of President Trump's social media platform really directing attention to QAnon, the most dangerous conspiracy theory in the history of the world? Maybe he was just asking the Truth Social tech team for the identity of Q in public rather than simply emailing them. That's probably it. That post sparked some interest, but it was too sudden, too strange. It can't be Q, can it? People began paying more attention to at Q on February 24th. Coincidentally, this is the day Putin launched his special military operation, the goal of which was one of these. Lay waste to Ukraine, destroy the Ukrainian people, and reunite the Soviet Union before deciding to take over half of Europe and start World War III, or demilitarize an ostensibly neutral buffer country along Russia's border, eliminate the Nazi element in Ukraine, neutralize U.S. and globalist-funded bioweapons labs in the corrupt global communist proxy state, and decouple from the central banks. The first idea relies on assigned hatred and emotional engagement for agreement and belief. The second idea is a list of wholly rational priorities backed by extensive real-world evidence. The mainstream media began a 24-7 effort to protect the corrupt proxy state and the comedic actor leading it. The same day, former chief of staff to the acting secretary of defense at the end of President Trump's first term, Kash Patel, had himself a beer with Little Q. Little Q, adorned in a very comfy flannel, confirmed that he, or she, they, Jem, was in fact having a beer with Kash Patel, and screenshots of their Truth Social posts appear. Kash Patel's reads, having a beer with at Q right now, and it's a picture of the elbow of a person wearing a flannel shirt and a glass of beer. At Q posted, cashing out with cash, fightwithcash.com, quote, pounding the fake news media one lawsuit at a time, end quote. And it's a picture of cash wearing a cashed out shirt with a beer in his hand. Soon after, to quell the rampant speculation of the deranged QAnons, they said the interactions between the higher-ups at Truth Social, believed to be not only in Trump's inner circle, but potentially related to the Q information phenomenon, and the at Q account, were just for fun. They were merely trolling the mainstream media. Quote, Attempts to troll mainstream media, sending QAnon followers into frenzy with Q's return, end quote, was not a headline that appeared anywhere in the media. Perhaps those genius bloggers who'd spent time on the theory that JFK Jr. was returning any minute, a claim explicitly denied by Q, were too savvy to fall for such a blatant attempt to confuse them. And attached is Q post 2611, where a question was asked by an Anon saying, is JFK Jr. alive? And Q responds, no. Strange, isn't it? 
that the media pretends QAnon believes this, even though Q denies it. There's been no shortage of articles covering Truth Social. The mainstream media points out that the app is only running on iPhones and hasn't come online for Android users yet. They point out that the app isn't available abroad and that a relatively small number of users have been able to make it through the onboarding process to access the app. The media ignores that hundreds of thousands of people, perhaps millions, remain on the wait list, nor do they explain why access is limited. The media consistently reports on every drop in the stock price of Digital World Acquisition Corporation as proof that the app is a failure, and they have been for months. And a headline from CNBC is attached, Trump SPAC stock Digital World Acquisition Corp plunges after news spreads of delayed app launch. That was from February 7th, 2022. This headline is proven false and wasn't true at the time it was written. The app was delivered to a limited audience on the pre-order date shown for months in Apple's app store. The public communications were that Truth Social would be out in quarter one. Twitter, Facebook, and Google are all dealing with class action lawsuits by Donald Trump on behalf of the American people's First Amendment. Public proof is emerging of big tech's involvement in various crimes against humanity, facilitating biowarfare, election theft, the overthrow of legitimate governments, censorship, aid in human trafficking, child and sex trafficking, drug trafficking, etc., a platform wholly separate from big tech that is functional, stable, and allows free political speech while avoiding actively trying to destroy its own product, wait, customers, is a solid bet in the markets and otherwise. Even if the app was delayed, and it was not, the appetite for the app is growing, not shrinking. This is obviously fake news, and it is targeted. A screenshot attached from Investor Place. The headline, No one is using Truth Social, so digital world acquisition is plummeting. Since the app's launch, media coverage has consistently tried to destroy the Truth Social brand before it reaches critical mass. There is zero chance the media accomplishes this. They have lost all credibility. Everyone on Truth Social and the millions of people on the waiting list understand that the onboarding of new users will be happening gradually and for good reason. The Truth Social team hopes to keep the app free from bots. Very few Americans understand that the massive follower numbers on the legacy social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, are inflated by bots and manipulated by algorithms, as are likes and engagement. Many of the comments on posts are simply fake. Bots exist to change people's perception of the information they're consuming. Knowing the platforms have this capacity and use it to achieve political ends, why should any of what is shown be believed? YouTube was forced to remove the thumbs-down reaction for a reason. Side note, before Spotify's Anchor podcast platform took my podcast down without warning, I discovered through sheer chance that the number of plays of each episode 
were being assigned by algorithm. Play count is the factor that determines a podcast's payout. Should we expect that parent company Spotify does any differently for the great musicians on their platforms? Artists are being swindled. The price quotes for Instagram influencers are determined by follower numbers and engagement. People pay to game these systems. There is simply no reason to trust any of it. How much of what is currently happening in our world is a direct result of similarly blatant fraud. The algorithm tells us what's okay to believe by showing us everyone else believes it. What would people feel free to believe and express if they hadn't been convinced of their status as a tiny minority who must be evil or crazy for not supporting the new thing? People have believed they were experiencing a genuine human interaction through their phones that would reflect the real world if only everyone crossed paths. That is a myth, and people are coming to understand it. While the reality of that interaction doesn't exist, the possibility of it does. People long for that possibility in a world that seems impossible to understand. The technology that could enable that transmission of information, that bond, has been used to eliminate it by people whose goal is the absolute control of everything. That's not the fault of the technology. It's the fault of the corporate CEOs, governments, and the military industrial complex that has, in part, built these platforms. At the very least, they have weaponized this information technology against the American people. This is not a conspiracy theory. And the link attached is to an article from the Washington Times from May 6th, 2020 with the headline, Defeat Disinfo to Use AI to Battle Trump Tweets Boost Counter Messages with Influencers. This is Department of Defense technology that was deployed in the Middle East in the so-called War on Terror, redirected against American citizens. Legacy social media platforms are demoralization machines. The algorithms have a better psychological and behavioral profile of you than you have of yourself. They can easily manipulate your mood throughout the day. They can make you feel wrong about everything you see, think, and believe. They choose who will see your content, and they choose whose content you will see. Disagree with the new thing? They'll feed you counter-content until you believe that everyone else agrees with the new thing, leaving you as the outcast. Thankfully, the effect has largely worn off and people are not only deleting their profiles, but unlearning the behaviors that maintained their addiction. The media has an endless appetite for blaming things on QAnon and for trying to destroy Truth Social's brand. They have done the same thing with other platforms, even going so far as to justify the complete takedown of Parler by Amazon Web Services by saying it was necessary to deal with the insurrection. One would think being able to brand Truth Social as the platform of QAnon would be a perfect marriage of two of their primary false narratives and the return of Q. Think of the clicks. 
While the media remains silent, at Q has been quite active. Aside from Nunez and Patel, the Truth Social team interacts with Q as well. There have been memes, riddles, messages in Morse code, and strange re-truths of influencers, but mostly memes. And an image is attached with a meme that says Russia invades Ukraine. China sends aircraft to Taiwan, the emus, and it has the meme man behind the tree rubbing his hands in anticipation with an emu head rather than a human head. And he is standing in front of a map of Australia. So Russia invades Ukraine. China sends aircraft to Taiwan and the emus are apparently biding their time in Australia. What an odd meme. What could it even mean? Well, part of it is another meme. So referential humor triggers immediately. The head is an emu, a flightless bird found in Australia. Russia invading Ukraine. Yes, everyone knows that. China sending aircraft to Taiwan. What's that all about? Well, who knows? But this happened in January, and there is a link to a CBS News article from January 24th, 2022. The headline is, China flies 39 warplanes into Taiwan's air defense zone in a day. And this one more recently. And the link directs to a Newsweek article from March 14th, 2022, with the headline, China sends 13 aircraft toward Taiwan after island grounds some fighters. People who pay attention to what's happening in the world are already aware of this. If not, they would become curious enough to open an uncensored search engine and simply find out for themselves. So what about Australia? Well, the illegitimate administration just decided to send thousands of American soldiers to Australia, but that's probably not it. And the link to that article is there as well. I didn't learn about any of the above incidents from the at Q post, and I doubt at Q even made the meme, though I don't know. I learned about those incidents because they are extremely relevant in the world events that actually shape our lives. The events the media either lies about constantly or refuses to report altogether. The information ecosystem beyond legacy media and big tech exists to inform people about these sorts of events because they matter. We have been monitoring the China-Taiwan situation for months or years. Most Biden voters won't know anything about China and Taiwan for another few weeks or few months. They will be told what to think by powerful and popular people who exist only to exploit them. They will believe what they're told because they have no frame of reference and they will not be exposed to any contradictory opinions. They will be shown friends and family members on social media, but mostly strangers or bots or celebrities who agree with them to reassure them. It would only make sense to agree with their peers, so they will and only for reasons that have nothing to do with the thing itself, nor whether they actually agree. Sometimes little Q gets more serious. Here, at Q is using whatever influence at Q has to help the computer repairman whose life 
the American deep state attempted to destroy. And the at Q post is attached with a give send go link. The post reads, if you have the ability, please help out a great patriot, Mr. Mac Isaac. He is the owner of the Mac repair store that turned over the Hunter Biden laptop to the FBI, Congress and others. We wouldn't have as much evidence against the Biden crime family without Mr. Isaac. Show him some love and help him rebuild from the leftists destructive cancel culture. After trying to contact Hunter Biden multiple times to remind him to get his laptop, John Paul McIsaac called law enforcement. He did exactly what any good citizen would have and should have done. And for doing so, his life was destroyed. Why? To cover up vast stores of evidence of the rampant corruption and criminality of the Biden family in Russia, Ukraine, China, and perhaps even Antarctica. Evidence of corruption and criminality implicating high-level members of numerous world governments is all over the hard drive. Evidence of dealing with Ukrainian energy companies and Chinese Communist Party businessmen. Cryptic text messages from Hunter, worried that his brother Bo's widow, with whom Hunter formed an open sexual relationship, would believe rumors she'd heard that Hunter was responsible for burning children alive in Donetsk. Did he do that? I don't know. But Hunter worried that the woman he shared with his brother thought so. It's on the laptop. This has been a story about reality. Part five. Where did you go? It was just getting good. I will return soon with part six. In my mind, that's the end game. If you're listening to this episode for free, you can support me and support the show and the work I do by signing up for a paid subscription at imyourmoderator.substack.com. You can do so for as low as $50 a year or $5 a month. Comes out to under a quarter per episode and you'll blast right through the paywall for all of the writing. The merch store is www.cancelcouture.com and you can find everything else by heading to Linktree. Linktree.com slash I'm your moderator. And I'll see you soon out on the range. flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm Your Moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm Your Moderator.substack.com. The merch site is CancelCouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!